Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here with Katie Taylor, who's the Associate Director of SEO at Internet Brands. Hey, Katie, how are you? Hey, Andy, doing well. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Tell me a little bit about what you do at Internet Brands. Sure. So I'm the Associate Director of SEO, and I work specifically with the legal vertical within Internet Brands. Uh, Internet Brands is like a digital franchise, and they uh, work specifically with large markets, uh, the highest of which are like the health and they're legal. Um, so like WebMD being one of the brands that they own and also NOLO, which is the brand, uh, the, the flagship legal brand that I work with. Uh, but we also have some fights and a bunch of other verticals like automotive, travel, et cetera. So I work with the content SEO team specifically on the legal suite of sites that uh, fall under internet brands. Great. Great. Sounds good. So let's dig into that a little bit. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis with SEO. So many people are so curious about SEO. It's a black box. People don't really know how to approach it or mm -hmm. even what questions to ask. Start out like, but what, what do you do with SEO? What, what is that for you on a day-to-day -day basis? Sure. So yeah, like you said, SEO is kind of a black box. That's one of the reasons why I love it so much. It's a giant puzzle that is constantly changing that drives us nuts, but it also keeps things interesting. So um, for those who are listening who may not know what SEO means, it's search engine optimization. So essentially my job is to help our businesses get found on Google and other uh, search engines like Bing, et cetera. Um, but the main focus being Google and there's so many different aspects to SEO. Um, my team that I manage and the thing that I'm most nerdy about and passionate about is content SEO. So we do a lot of the on-site, on-page editorial work within uh, the actual words, like the contents on a page. Um, we also have teams that are dedicated to like the technical side of things, how the site is coded, how quickly it loads, that all um, affects how well a site ranks, as we call it, within Google. You know, is it going to show up, you know, on page one, page two, or, you know, does Google not really value it as much because it all comes down to user experience. Um, SEO has changed. I've been in the industry for over 10 years now. And back in the day, it was all about keywords. Just add a bunch of, you know, the words that you want to rank for on a page and you're, you'll rank. That doesn't work anymore. Keywords are still important. And, you know, there is a ratio, some would argue about, you know, how many keywords or phrases should it be included in your content, but it all really boils down to user experience and trust nowadays, um, which I think we can all understand as we've used Google, um, we've, you know, clicked on a result and gone to a page that does not answer our question or provide the solution we're looking for, or the website is slow and terrible to use and we just back out. That's exactly what Google does not want to reward. So my day-to-day -day job, um, I manage a team. Like I said, we do a lot of keyword research. We identify keywords and phrases that people are actually entering into search engines. And then we work with our editorial team to generate content that is actually useful to those users. We try to come from their point of view 
and provide them with the answers or the products or the services that they're looking for um, and an experience on the website that is enjoyable and makes sense so that they'll trust us for the future and come back to our site. That's great. And so trust is obviously really important and, and you've mentioned it here. How does how do you write content that users know how to trust you or what builds trust in SEO? Uh, it, it kind of varies from vertical to vertical sometimes, um, but I always tell my team, um, you need to have empathy. You need to really understand your market and understand your customer. So for my team, um, working in the legal vertical, a lot of trust comes from like who is generating the content and has it been reviewed by a trustworthy source. So uh, like the SEO team, the strategists, we do the keyword research. Like I said, we do um, the planning. We identify like who's coming to our sites, what kind of questions do they have, what information are they looking for. And then we put together briefs to help our editors and our writers understand exactly, you know, what kind of information we need to provide. But we don't write it ourselves. I'm not a lawyer. No one on my SEO team is a lawyer. Um, you know, we can read up on stuff online as much as we want. We can read books, but we haven't passed the bar. So when it comes to SEO, there's a term, another acronym out there called EAT, um, which has actually changed recently to E-E-A-T. So it breaks down to experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. So for our business, what that looks like is our editorial team is made up entirely of actual subject matter experts. Um, this applies for legal, this applies for our uh, health vertical as well. Um, there's a term also called your money, your life, or YMYL. Those, that's what our verticals fall under. That's a term that Google actually uses in their rules. Um, any content or information on your site that falls under your money or your life is highly sensitive. And the content that you provide needs to be trustworthy and authoritative. Um, essentially, you don't want to put people in harm's way, either financially or physically. So our editors are licensed attorneys. We hire writers who are actually, like they have their Juris Doctorate and they have passed the bar um, out in at least one state, if not more than one, um, so that we can, and we have profiles for them on our site that are attached to the articles that they've written or reviewed or edited so that Google recognizes this was reviewed by someone who can be trusted. This is not, you know, a random person. Like back in the day when I first started in SEO, I was a content writer and was tasked with writing articles about crimes and penalties and legal issues that I knew nothing about. So that was extremely nerve wracking. And I'm glad that Google over the years has made a lot more of an effort to reward sites and information on the web that has been reviewed by actual SMEs, like subject matter experts. So we use that to prove that we can be trusted. And also it comes with just a long history. NOLO has been around for 50 years. Um, they publish law books. They, you know, have been to trade shows. There's a lot of just decades and decades of built trust on the web and off the web to show that we're a brand that can be trusted and we're built on uh, the authority of actual experts. It's really important. And, and, you know, being a content company ourselves, you're, you're speaking my language. I, I love how you're approaching this. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in, 
SEO and what's your background? Yeah, so I kind of stumbled into SEO, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So my educational background, I have a degree in communication and went to college, not like many, not necessarily knowing exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew that I had natural skills in communication and writing, specifically print media. So I went to college and took a bunch of writing courses, um, learned about editing. I interned for a local newspaper um, and just built up those natural skills and that, you know, word nerdiness as I like to put it. I'm a word nerd. And when I graduated, I had a friend who was like, hey, there's this company in the area that's really starting to take off. They're a digital marketing company and they need writers for the websites that they're designing. You should apply. Great foot in the door. So I did. Um, and I ended up working there for 10 years. Uh, started off as a content writer. The company really did take off. Uh, and after a couple of years of writing content, it was kind of starting to burn out in that area. And they, you know, had an SEO department. I learned about what that was as they trained me to write content using keywords. And, you know, I asked to be transferred to SEO and the rest is history. So a couple of years as an SEO manager for clients um, in the legal vertical, and then worked up to like senior manager and then eventually director of SEO for within the agency. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, transferred to internet brands and now work in-house on their suite of sites, managing a team for, of content SEO specialists. So again, focusing heavily on the content side, um, you know, the quality of our content and the editorial side, uh, making sure that we're providing the information that's actually useful to users uh, and training up the next generation of, of SEO experts. Love that story. It's a great story. And um, so tell me a little bit about how you measure success. People are always so curious about how they get an ROI on their content and mm -hmm. and, and how, do, how should businesses look at that? Yeah, that's a good question. So within SEO, a lot of people tend to think, oh, traffic, just get more people to the website. And that's true. We do want to bring more people, you know, we want to get found on Google. We want people to find our businesses. Um, but just because you're getting more traffic does not necessarily mean it's going to translate into ROA, like the making the company money. Um, we also need to focus specifically on keywords that are high intent, as we put it, high intent keywords, meaning people who are ready to take an action that is applicable to the services of the products that we provide. So a lot of our research on the SEO side that we do with, you know, keywords and phrases and the users is finding keywords or phrases that people are searching that are more likely to generate a lead, you know, are someone going to contact us? So we provide services like we connect people with attorneys in their area. We have, you know, a database of attorneys and uh, attorney uh, directory. So, you know, uh, we look for keywords of people who are looking for a lawyer near them, their cities, things like that. We have a directory team specifically optimizing for that those keywords. We also look for people who are looking to do certain legal services themselves, like if they want to create a will or start you know, an LLC or, um, have like a simple divorce and, you know, they want to do it quick and easy and not get a lawyer involved. We provide online services or do it yourself services 
we have products and software that helps people do some of these legal issues on their own with, you know, review by an attorney or, you know, uh, forms and processes that can be trusted to ensure that they have a very high likelihood of their issue being approved by the court. So we look for keywords surrounding those issues that are more likely, like someone who's closer to actually being ready to take action versus someone who's just kind of kicking the tires. Uh, we still bring in keywords and optimize and write content around just general questions around the law because that does generate brand awareness. You know, people recognize Zola because they've read about legal issues before, or maybe someone doesn't know that they need a lawyer, but they're trying to decide, you know, does their issue require an attorney? Can they figure it out on their own? We can help kind of guide them in the right direction. Um, and potentially they might come back to us when they find out, yeah, maybe I do need a lawyer. What was that side I was at? Oh yeah, no low. I'll go back to them. You know, they can connect me with a lawyer in my area, things like that. So tons of research into our users and what they're actually looking for and generating content that has a higher likelihood of converting. It makes a lot of sense. And so it's, it, if you were to simplify that, it's, it's attracting new prospects at the top of the funnel. And then for those who are already interested or they have that intent to purchase, mm -hmm. provide useful information to them right at that moment so that they can convert. And then measuring the ROI on how much you've invested in content against the revenue that you've generated from that. Exactly. Yeah. Talk to me about some of your favorite tools that you use in, in what you do. There are so many tools out there that people use for SEO. Some are better than others. What's your view on that? There are, yeah. I've used countless tools over the years. Some are free. Fewer and fewer of them are free, which is unfortunate. But um, so my current favorites, you know, not, not sponsored, <laughs> is uh, SEMrush and Ahrefs, those are my favorites, partly because they're the ones that I'm most familiar with and that have been able to use um, pretty much over the entire course of my career. But uh, the keyword research capabilities within SEMrush, I feel like is the most user-friendly and pretty expansive. Uh, so I appreciate that and also just being able to track rankings and, you know, certain URLs and get some suggestions on how to better structure pages. All of that exists um, in both SEMrush and Ahrefs. Also, there's different ways of pronouncing both of those I recognize, but that's what I've been told. <laughs> right. um, and Ahrefs, I actually really like for uh, finding like top pages and internal link opportunities as well. Again, SEMrush has similar capabilities, uh, but we use Ahrefs for a lot of internal uh, strategy on you know how to link between pages. Links are also an important part of, of SEO. They help users navigate your site, but they also help search engines find your content and understand which pages relate to each other. So we use a lot of uh, SEMrush and Ahrefs to identify like internal linking and external linking opportunities. Let's break that out a little bit. The internal linking part mm -hmm. of this, there's so much to that. And it's a complex, uh, you know, part of the business to navigate. Mm -hmm. How do you find those opportunities what, what, when you create a new piece of content? Are you changing the links on a lot of pages or is it just you write a piece of content and then you simply link to those other pages? What's your yeah. process on that? Yeah, it depends on the topic. Um, you definitely don't want to be, you need to be smart about it. Um, 
because it can be what we would say is spammy if you're just linking to it's like to every single page you can possibly think of that has to do with a certain word or phrase on the page. Um, you want to make sure that you're linking between pages that are actually relevant and again, useful to the user. Think from the point of view of someone who is reading the content on your page, what other information do you have on your site that might be helpful to them and like further their understanding of their situation or the product that they're researching or whatever it might be and find natural ways to link to those other pieces of content. So, you know, again, back in the day, 10 years ago, uh, anchor text, which is like the words on your site that you link and create that hyperlink to a certain page, um, used to, you would use keywords and like phrases and it got to a point where people would just cramming keywords anywhere they could and link it to pages to try to build SEO for that page. And it worked. Nowadays, people hate that. Like if I'm reading a piece of content and there's all these spammy looking links with like weird phrases and the content just doesn't read right, I back out because it doesn't seem trustworthy. Google recognizes that now. So you want to make sure that you're linking actual natural, sensible phrases like that help give a hit to both users and search engines, like where this link is going to lead to. Um, but not just cramming it into the content in a way that makes it flow weird and not make sense when you're reading it. So, um, yeah, definitely be smart. Link to pages that make sense. Use anchor text that makes sense. Um, and have it be just a natural extension of the content. And make it easier for users to understand the information that you have on your site. Yep. Sounds good. That's great advice. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. And, uh, you know, there's so much innovation that's happening in the AI space and mm -hmm. generative content and all this stuff. As a director of SEO and somebody that's been in the space for a while, what's your view on AI content? I think it still has a long way to go, but it's no surprise to me that there's just been more and more of a push to improve and use AI generated content for SEO. So. I remember even just a few years back, um, and there was talk about, you know, auto-generated content. People on my team were freaking out, like, oh, are we going to be out of a job? And I was like, no, you're not. Because SEO is meant for, like I've said so many times already, to be helpful to the user. And we're not to a point yet where, in my opinion, AI-generated content is going to be 100% trustworthy and that it will provide exactly what the user needs. So at least needs to be human reviewed. I actually just attended a webinar this morning talking about this. And, you know, we, I do think that there are excellent ways to use like ChatGPT and AI generated content to streamline and like increase productivity, but everything should still have like human SEO expert eyes on it to make sure before it goes out to, you know, the users and the public and search engines are calling it that the information is correct, that it reads well, that it actually answers the needs of the user. So um, it can help with productivity, but it needs to be used like carefully and well um, and have human review before, you know, putting it out there for the world to see. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, do, you, do you have a point of view on how uh, Google might view it, you know, from an SEO standpoint? They've got a trillion dollar business to protect. Mm -hmm. 
um i've heard i haven't done a bunch of reading into it yet but i've heard rumors that there's some companies that are already getting hit that have used ai generated content in like you know exponential amounts of it so again i think it just boils down like i don't think google will you know reward or penalize the content as long as it aligns with their guidelines and it follows their rules and you know google is notoriously shady and secretive about you know explicit details but there are some very clear uh, guidelines of what you should or shouldn't be doing again if it's going to put someone in harm's way either financially or physically that's a problem so if you're generating you know ai content for a healthcare site you know or a health related site or a finance site or a legal site um you just need to make sure that it's reviewed first by someone who is an expert who can say this detail is wrong this is going to lead someone down the wrong path and it's going to cause them harm if we if they do what our content is telling them to do so as long as it like the content is correct actually correct and is written for the user's benefits and it's going to help them then it should be fine but at this point i still think that only a human can make that final decision yeah, that, that all is great insight. Um, I guess my last question for you is, what would you like to be celebrating a year from now? You're 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 growing your business, you're making things happen, and you're you're tracking the metrics with that. What would you like to see happen a year from now? Yeah, so a year from now, what we're working through right now is a lot of just you know content hygiene um, was the phrase that we use, but you know, Nola's been around for fifty years now. Um, I'm not sure how long the website has been live, but decades. And uh, SEO has on and off been a focus, but it's fairly recent. Like I was brought onto the company as part of an initiative to like really ramp up their organic uh, traffic and their uh, SEO, like optimizing the site. So we're working through a backlog of content and really trying to clean up um, content that's been around for ages and hasn't really had much attention to it. So a year from now, um, I would really love to be celebrating like an exponential growth in our organic traffic to our legal site. Um, but also, you know, that's translating into higher leads and higher revenue for the company. Um, wrapping up some major projects that, you know, long-term projects that we've been working on, celebrating the completion of those. Um, yeah, then just proving that SEO really does provide value and translate into, you know, ROI and revenue. Well, everything that you're saying is dear and dear to our hearts here. <laughs> so really appreciate the insights that you shared with us today, Katie. Thank you so sure, much. Yeah. yeah, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. It was wonderful talking to you. Thank you. Katie Taylor from Internet Brands. Thank you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.